the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in much, much more. I can teach you the basics of investing, taxes, credit and debt, money management, insurance, retirement, estate planning. I can teach you some of the more glamorous aspects of investing, taxes, insurance, family finance, living, retirement. We can talk about your business. One of the things that I'm most proud of was when I was 18 years old, my first summer in college, I worked for AT&T. And this shows you a little bit, A, how old I am, and B, where our countries come from. AT&T had a company or had a project called Reach Out America. And Reach Out America was a, a new long-distance plan for your landline i.e. the phone that was wired into your wall. And my job was to call people up and say, hey, taking a look at your current long-distance plans, I currently see that you have a long-distance plan of, well, your bill comes out to $25 a month, and if you sign up for a Reach Out America, it's $19.99 a month. It's a pre-tailored plan. It gives you 300 preset minutes. Would you like to sign up? It was some inane job like that. I can't remember the details don't hold them against me please hold something else against me something that has a small battery that's hand operated but do not do not hold against me the fact that I cannot remember reach out America and the details I do remember though being a nine year old child getting a haircut and the barber would have some sort of handheld massager it fit on the back of his hand and on the front of his hand. And it, like he'd in the haircut with a massage. And I'm like, sweet. I went at least three or four times that one. As a kid, you don't exactly have the hottest, coolest female cutting your hair. But when I turned 16, I figured out a hot woman can cut your hair. Touch your head for like an hour and forget about it. I've been doing the salon thing for years. Men that go to male barbers, you don't get it. Woman cuts your hair. Or now she touches your head and, and does nice things to you. Okay, so back to one of the best things that ever happened to me was I worked for AT&T that summer, and basically that summer I decided I don't want to work for a corporation ever, never, ever again. On some levels, I've, I've stayed true to that. Yes, I work for Cron Television. Yes, said the snake. I work for Salem Broadcasting. But no, I don't really work for money in those scenarios. I do, but I don't. I was very, very lucky. I created my own business, my own small business, of which I went on to give careers to 10 other people in the world, minimum. 
of which I went on to give jobs to hundreds of people. Why do you think I love small business so much? Because I see what it does. One person create a lot of jobs. So would I do it again? I probably wouldn't. I've got a friend who works for Visa who had a hookup with a buddy at Visa, a contractor that was under her employment. Just a typical hookup. Let's meet at a bar. Let's meet in the garage. Let's do something stupid. If we get caught, we're in trouble. I never had that. And in radio, let me assure you, it's 99.9% men. So I'll never have that. In television, the women are way too good looking for me. Way too good looking. Justine Waldman. Smoky. Smoky is a word. I'm positive of it. People challenge me on that, but I think smoky is a word in describing people. So anyway, start your own career. Start your own business. I highly recommend it once in your life. I would do it one more time if the right project came along. I don't really want to do it, though. I have right projects pitched to me six times a year, and I say no to most of them. I just don't want to do it anymore. I understand there's a difference between baby boomers, Generation X, and Generation Y. I don't see the future as much for Generation Y as I do for Generation X. I don't see the future as much for Generation X as I do for the baby boomers. And the baby boomers blow it. I'll be quite honest with you. I work with a lot of them. And their BMW that they bought 10 years ago broke down. And now they're driving a Yugo. I know you're saying Yugo. That's a classic car. It is a classic car. Classic piece of crap. Boomers sold out. Everything that was great about the 60s and Graham Stills, Young and Nash. They sold out. So they're going to work till the day they die. Generation Y, I think, will have to work till the day they die. Generation X still has a chance at retirement, but not much. It's closing. Because most people don't save for retirement. They've got a kick-ass data plan at Verizon. You know, my brother David did something that was amazing. He's got the most amazing daughter. Her name's Carter. She goes to James Madison University. She's my first real niece. And I have not been as close as I should be, but I've always said, you know, come to California, you got a place to stay. I've always given her, you know, you got to see San Francisco in your lifetime. And his dad, he's always protected her from me. A, because he knows that I'm a problem. But B, because he knows if she comes to San Francisco, she's going to want to live here. So anyway, um, he got rid of the TV when she was like four. He gave up The Sopranos. He gave up HBO, Showtime. He gave up all that. I remember when my brother was uh, maybe 16, 17, he got caught. We lived in a small house military family and you know, my dad was a colonel so it was upper middle class in the military um, he got caught watching like the naughty nurse or the sensuous nurse with Ursula somebody and I heard my mom say so do you think she's a beautiful woman is yes I think she's a beautiful woman so my mom caught him watching porn or something and she basically lectured him 
in a very human way. Instead of humiliating, she treated him with respect. So anyway, Dave decided to get rid of television, and it was the biggest difference in the world for his daughter. I think she's going to turn out to be unbelievable. I think she's going to turn out to be, I mean, as an 18-year-old girl, she's wonderful. I'm quite impressed. Not deviant in any way, shape, or form. Not that deviant's bad, but you want your kid to go as far and as fast as they can. You're listening to me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. The station is, or the network is, the Wall Street Business Network. Pick up the phone. Give me a call today. 800-516-1220. What changed you? Was it working for AT&T and knowing that he didn't want to do that anymore? Was it not having a TV? What changed your career trajectory? I gave you two examples. I'm going to go through a lot of content today hitting a lot of aspects of money and retirement, of living life well. Call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. Find me at my Twitter handle, Rob Black Show. My YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. You're listening to me, Rob Black, on Rob Black and Your Money. It started with the whisper. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, retirement, and much, much more. In the first segment, I committed it a lot of time to talking about your career. You know, I'm a pretty big fan of taking chances. I believe you should have 20 sayings that describe who you are. One of my sayings is sometimes you take a pie in the face. Sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I'm okay with that thought in my head. I'm very, very comfortable with it. 
I remember, I've already told you about my brother David who raised the perfect daughter. By just simply not having a television, it forced him, instead of to get drunk and watch sports, instead of her watching television so he can get drunk and maybe have sex with his wife, I don't know. It forced him to think of activities to do with his daughter. And it forced her, as a daughter, to think of activities to do to keep me entertained. You with me on this? Now, sometimes you take a pie in the face and sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I love pie. David was a great brother of mine, and I remember, and I told you in past episodes that he once invited me to his college when I was in ninth grade to show me what college was all about. Like Nam Diasman Tuan. He takes underprivileged kids to college to show them what it's all about. Now, he took me to a party that basically I got to flirt with a college girl in ninth grade and lie to her and say that, yes, I was the youngest member at that university this year, that I was a genius. And she knew I was lying, right? She flirted with me. Oh, she was beautiful. Probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. But I remember also, like, that was an opportunity Dave opened up for me, but also, you know, college, high school professors opened up for me. High school teachers. I remember reading Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, Two Roads Diverged in a Yellow Wood, and Sorry I Could Not Travel Both. Sorry I Could Not Travel Both. Like, why are you sorry you couldn't go down a road? And be one traveler long I stood and looked down one as far I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Yeah, I, at one point in time I looked at AT&T and I was like, yeah, sweet, corporate America. And I do miss it. I do miss it. And I hate radio because, like, everyone on radio is a dude. Most of them are overweight. Engineering types. Now, you would work for Clear Channel that have the 94 nine wild stations that have all cool, hip people, but I don't exactly talk cool and hip content. I talk money. Then took the others just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as that, though as for that, the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. You knowing... How way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverging in the wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. I'm the luckiest person in the world because that poem hit me. Robert Frost. I remember looking at it and going, what the hell does that mean? I remember reading Bartleby the Scrivener. I'd prefer not. He kept getting asked, like, to do corporate tasks, and he'd say, I'd prefer not. And I'm like, that's me. I identified with poetry. I identified with short stories, but Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, published in 1916. It's the first poem that many of us say, that's me. I took the one less traveled by. I know people who work at Visa have sold their souls. I know people who make maps at Stanford who the rose blossoms for. There's a sigh in the poem that could be interpreted as one of regret or one of self-satisfaction. 
that's the beauty of it. The the irony inside it lies in the distance between what the speakers just told us how similar the roads are and what his or her later claims will be. It's a rather private set of words. I'm thrilled that career opportunities opened up for me. I'm going to be honest with you. There's no such thing as luck. And you need to know this. Luck is created by opportunity. You work, 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 work. Like I told you, I had to speak after just a miserable human being. Michael Phelps' mother. She talked about how great his heart was and how he dreamt of being an Olympian. And what really happened was she threw him in the water and said, swim. And the next day she threw him in the water and said, swim. And 12,000 plus hours later, he was an Olympic gold medalist. A lot of people habitually waste energy and they regret any choice made. I, on the other hand, I sigh over waste. It kills me. I regret not taking opportunities. Therefore, since I was 18 years old, I said, you know, I'm going to take any opportunity presented to me. I'm not afraid of failure. Sometimes you take a pie in the face. Sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I love pie. That's the whole point. Take opportunity. Take chances. I'm not telling you to start your own dot-com company so you can make a million dollars. Go start a company that you believe in, that you think is different, that can change the world in which it works in. I started giving investment advice in an honest way. I built a huge client base of which I'm thrilled about because I didn't have the money that Fidelity and Charles Schwab has. I didn't have the douches working for me at Fidelity that Fidelity and Charles Schwab has. You know what I mean by douche? The guy who's wearing the the suit that he could barely quite understand how it fits into. He's wearing the monogram cuffs. Which is funny, because I fight with Chad about that. He, he has his initials on his cuffs, and he goes, you give it to me free at the place I shop, because I, I have a strange body size, so I have to have it tailor-made. You still sound like a nerd when you say that out loud. But if that makes him happy, it makes him happy. I'm not going to hold it against him. I myself think that initials on a shirt basically say, I had a problem childhood, I got picked on, and I'm trying to show the world that I, I made myself. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. I'm wearing jeans. I like to kick field goals on weekend. Like, I'm a normal guy. I know you're saying kick field goals on weekend. Do you have a side job that we need to know about? I'm the kicker of the San Francisco 49ers. The kicker. Is that even the right term? Anyhow, anyway, you're listening to me, Roberto Negro. I'll change topics. Stay tuned. Something will curveballish come out of my mouth on the Wall Street Business Network.
Rob Black and Your Money is co-sponsored by AlexHarrisCoach.com. You know, I do those seminar things, which I enjoy doing. I love meeting you. I come across as not having an internal editor, and I come across as being crass and mean. I beg you for your calls, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Because actually, I need to connect with you. I want to connect with you. My crassness is intentional. My meanness is intentional. My lack of internal editor is intentional. Otherwise, this is what the news sounds like. U.S. stocks are falling today as Microsoft reported a bad quarter. Apparently, no one's buying windows in the blue screen of death. (laughs) I need some new windows. But not Microsoft Windows. Like, listen to the commercials on this station. Tune in this weekend and we're going to talk about the new discoveries of... Like, it's all nerdy or all super dull. It's all sideshow. I'd rather be honest with you. You know, when SoftBank's... The son of a CEO, Masayoshi Song. He said he wants to be a man. Like, he's talking about getting into corporate America and he wants to be a man. Like, that's awesome. This guy has a vision of America and capitalism where he wants to be a man. He might as well said, I'm bringing a, a revolver and I'll shoot you. That was awesome. And then there's Henry Revolver. What century are you living in? Cowboy Bob? I try to make the stories as interesting as possible. So anyway, I try to be human. And I know that my crassness can push a couple people away. I know that women love my honesty. I know that men are intimidated by me. I know that women need to save more money than men do. Because they live longer than us. So that means you need to save probably another 120000 plus minimum based on t- life expectancy. For my mother, it meant that she needed to save an extra 700000 800000 So anyway, I, I was at a seminar recently and a guy comes up to me and he's sweet and he's gentle and he's old. And he goes, I know you don't hate old people. And I'm like, but I will turn you into food and put you on a cracker because you're not paying income taxes. And he goes, I know you don't hate people. He goes, I bought two timeshares. What should I do with my timeshares? I'm like, you're an idiot. Who buys timeshares? Like, who is that stupid? You know, at a timeshare, they'll come in and they'll sell you a hotel room. And they'll sell it to you for $200,000. And if you sit there long enough, they'll sell it to you for $50,000. Like, they will lower the price. 
75%. And you're still stupid for buying it. Who wants to vacation in the same spot every year? Who wants to vacation in a spot? Like, I went to, um, what is that horrible? Costa Rica. It's a horrible third world country of basically, it, it's it's American tourism. Like, you don't find Europeans there. You won't be out on the water with a, a French couple. Because the French are way too smart to go to Costa Rica. It should be called Costa Rica Cult of the Damned. Like, you go there because you're part of a cult, and it's damning. I know you're saying that didn't quite work correctly, but I get the concept that you're going with black, but it didn't quite work. Okay, so you go to Costa Rica, and you're like, thank God I never have to come here on vacation again. I've been to St. Bart, and Costa Rica is no St. Bart. I've been to St. Thomas, and St. Thomas is no Costa Rica. They're much, 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 much better. Like, there's great places to see in this world. St. Croix. Anything that's spelled C-R-O-I-X should be pronounced Crocs. And not Croix. The X is silent. Then don't put the X in there. Save, save on printing. So timeshares are lousy investments. You can always get the same timeshare for 25% of the cost. You lose 50% or more when you sell. It's cheaper to rent a timeshare. Timeshares come with multiple hidden costs. Miss one year of vacationing in it, and you're better off without a timeshare. Trading in N, not as easy as planned. And like, let's say you buy a Marriott timeshare in Kauai. Lovely Kauai. Then you realize like, damn, it costs $700 to fly to Kauai. In some years, you don't have that money. I know you're saying, did you just put a nut in your mouth? I did. I know you're saying, is that sexual? No, it's not. It's pistachio nut. I used to live in Turkey. I used to live in Greece. I used to live in Germany. I used to live in Japan. I lived in multiple, multiple places growing up. Long story short, warm pistachio nuts sold on the street vendor by street vendors. Until you get that experience, like you haven't lived life. So trading in your timeshare, not easy. If you can't pay in full, it's a terrible deal. Travel's not calculated when comparisons are made. Hotel prices are increasing, but so are timeshare fees. It's like, that's one of their pitches. They'll sit there and they'll go, you know, 30 years ago, a luxury hotel room was $100 a night. Now it's $600 a night. 30 years ago, a flight to Hawaii was 150 bucks. Now it's 700 bucks. Like, they forget to tell you that. They forget to tell you that, you know, 30 years ago, we used to charge $30 homeowner's fees because we paid a bunch of islanders. Now they've unionized and we have to pay them 10 times as much. People who get into timeshares typically have a high school education. I am so lucky that I get to travel to a different country. My passport is stunning. Women see my passport and they get weak in the knees. They're like, you've been to all these countries? When you can make a woman stutter, you're a man. You know what I'm saying? Men look at my passport and they're like, Jesus, I'd just stay home and have beer. That's fine. I want to see the world before I die because I know I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die. I know you're saying, that's probably the best radio line ever. Probably the best since Vinny from Sarah and Vinny went, 
I'm single, ladies. Ladies, I'm single. You're a loser, Vinny. You're a loser who uses radio. So timeshares are not good investments. Have you ever met one person who had a timeshare that said a good thing about it? If you want a great piece of financial advice, it's going to save you thousands of dollars. It's never, ever purchased a timeshare. Now, if you want to go on a timeshare meeting, come to Tahoe this weekend and sit in at Lucky Star. We're going to do a timeshare conference and you get a whole free weekend on us plus $100 gambling chips. If you have that ability to go without a checkbook and you have that ability to like sit there for three, four, five, six hours while they pitch you and pitch you and pitch you and pitch you and take you to a room and make a better deal. You know, like one of the reasons there's car salesmen, they know that you're already interested in a car because you came to them. It's not that difficult of a sell. They have to employ different tactics to, to crack you but they already know you want a car. You think you walk out with a deal? You don't walk out with a deal. There's so many hidden traps in timeshares. New timeshares are being built daily. One of the biggest risks with timeshares that people don't understand is that they will age over time. And the property and the maintenance go down over time. It's difficult to sell a timeshare. If you got to take out a loan to afford a timeshare, it's a horrible deal. Loans for timeshares come with some of the highest interest rates in the world. So you can find the same exact timeshare that someone else bought, and you can rent it for 50% minimum. Minimum. 50% off is a pretty good deal. Like, I'm not quite that guy. Can you imagine going on a date and that guy pulls out a Groupon? Like, ooh. You will not be kissing me tonight, and you will be home and going home alone. Is what the internal editor is stopping the woman from saying. Keep in mind, I know how internal editors work, even though I don't have one. So anyway, I started this whole long segment with, I like doing seminars because I'm not that much of a jerk, but I really am, but I'm really not. It's a little bit of an act. If you meet me in person, I'm sensitive. I've got a rose bush. I know you're saying, that's not true, is it? I swear to you, it's true. And I do prune it, and I do take care of it, and I do fertilize it. Some years it makes orange oranges, orange roses. Some years it makes red roses. Some years it makes white roses. I don't know what it is. I think it's the nitrogen in the fertilizer or something. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure that out. But I'm not who I appear to be on radio and television. I am a sweet, loving, wonderful guy. If you get to know me. And if you know my real name, just whoever knows my, who knows my real name? People think it's Rob Black. If you ever get to know me, you know, my name is Robert. I don't refer to myself as Rob. I refer to myself as Robert. And it's really funny because when I call people, I say, hey, it's Robert Black. And they're like, who? So anyway, long story short. Uh, I'm not what I appear to be on radio. I do it to get a point across in an entertaining fashion because everyone else in financial media sucks at what they do. Do I really believe that? I really, really, really believe that. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. 
Little Timmy Lincecum. Will he ever be a starter again? Alex Rodriguez. Will he ever play baseball in New York as a Yankee again? I do like the drama of the playoffs. Win or lose, it's just a game to me. I don't get all that emotional. Um, Woman that cuts my hair. She took her kid to a 49ers game. She's a 49ers girl, and she went on to tell me like why she's not a Raiders girl, even though she lives in an American house, which is basically the armpit of Stockton. It's so far out there, and Stockton is the armpit of California. She went on to tell me that she spent $500, $500 per ticket. $500 per tickets to take her kid to a 49ers game. I'm like, let's talk about your house. Her house they bought for $600,000. It's worth maybe 150000 Her husband doesn't want to sell it. Walk away with a loss because the money that he's put into it so far which is hilarious. He doesn't see the equity that he's put in as lost equity. It's lost equity. So we can start there. Then we can look at their retirement plan. What retirement plans do you have? None. You're basically cut hair till the day you die. One of the problems with people who cut hair is I like sexy women to cut my hair. I don't like 90-year-old women to cut my hair. I don't like 80-year-old women to cut my hair. I don't like 70-year-old women to cut my hair. I don't like 60-year-old women to cut my hair. There's not that you're not sexy at 60. Because Jane Fond is pretty much so all that in a bucket of chicken. But her career's not going to last forever. And as soon as she gets arthritis in her fingers or her hands or she's done. Her husband's a blue collar. Basically a construction type. His career's not going to last forever. His back will age, his knees will age, his body will age. No retirement plan. So what plan you got for the kids' college? None. He's got three kids to play football. Now, I'm not judging a mom because you let your kids play football. I don't think I'd let kids play football. As a parent, I like, that draws flags to me. You just see too many, like, retarded men because mentally they've been damaged and hit in their head so much that they become not mentally retarded, but they can't brain retarded. Like their brain can't function. You see it way too often. Muhammad Ali got hit in the head too many times. I don't think I'd let my kids play football. I know you're saying your kids are going to grow up to be girls. Maybe so. But they'll at least have brain function. It's awkward talking to a parent who lets their kid play football because, like, I'm like, kids, you want to play soccer? There's as many scholar sco- there's as many soccer scholarships as there are football scholarships. That's not true, but let me believe that it's true. It's probably pretty close, and I think you can train an American to be a great soccer player just as easily as you can train an American to be a great football player. 
So anyway, um, someone asked me about my opinion on another show host. I don't really have opinions on other show hosts. And if I do, I'm certainly not going to say them on air. So I think that tells you my opinion on other show hosts. Saul, the guy who's recently called in a couple times, he basically said, blah, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you, blah, blah, nice stuff about me. I'm a simpleton. I'm 40 years old, Coca-Cola 16 years, which basically means he's been at the same job. 16 years is impressive. He only has 25000 in his 401k, which is not good. I put 10% in my 401k, up in it to 15% today. Cash is in a standard savings account. He's got $30,000 cash in a savings account, which I think is too much. Rents is a room. Rents a room from a friend, which I think is awesome. Cable, cell phone, no data plan. Car insurance, $400. Gas is reimbursed by the company, plus 300 a month vehicle allowance. I take home sixteen to 1800 biweekly. That's not a lot of money. That's 3600 a month. Now, again, he's only paying 600 for a room. But you do the math on that, that's like $40,000. Let's go to Julio. Julio, how are you? Okay, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, uh, just leave some feedback on uh, what you were speaking about, the uh, football players. My uh, fiance, she works for a uh, dental assistant office, and uh, she says that constantly they run into our office by mistake, the uh, 49ers players. I'm, I'm sorry, the uh Raiders players run into our office by mistake because the doctor that's actually seeing them is right across the street. Right. And these guys walk in with the address in their hand into the wrong office constantly. I mean, yeah, you, you're right about the uh, getting hit in the head so much and uh, just building muscle. They don't, they kind of lose blood flow to the brain. <laughs> it's weird because I think every parent will tell you that you can't like dictate outcomes, but. That's one that I kind of want to dictate. But anyway, on with your question. Yes, um, I was looking at, uh, I, I currently um, work for uh, Sears yep. Holdings, SHLD, and uh, they offer the stock at a 5% discount, um, but the, uh, or shares of the stock. Real quick. And so... Uh, is that a good discount to get into it, or should I just log on to TradeKing and probably better off just buying it when it hits a low? If you work for the company, it's the riskiest stock you could possibly own. Thanks for the call. I personally don't believe in investing in Sears Holdings. Therefore, it's tough for me to advise you to invest in Sears Holdings. I think there's better retailers to invest in.
We made some bad investments, now the counts are overdrawn. I took a walk. So today I'm talking about improving your career. Choosing a career that pays you more money. You get paid more money, you save more money. Save more money, you retire earlier and quote-unquote better. Anyone who knows me knows that I went on a lifestyle change to lose weight, to get healthy, to get to my high school weight. I know you're saying your high school weight. I know, right? The point being is that there's ways to improve your life. One of the best things that I could tell you is love with your whole heart. Love like there's no tomorrow. I could say improve your career. I could say buy shares of Apple when it dips 10, 20, 30%. I could tell you other ways to invest. I can say you want a down market to invest. So on down days, you're happy. Change the way you think. When you're in retirement and you're 100% invested, you don't want a down market. You want three years cash so that you're not selling when things are down. Problem is people don't think that way. People think emotionally They use their brain in finance, and you can't do that. You have to be a robot. I don't want you to work till the day you die, because you probably won't be able to work till the day you die. I don't want you to work till the day you die, because then you're not the coolest grandfather of all time or grandmother. I want you to be a good grandparent. To me, grandparents can do no wrong. My dad died of cancer. 19, almost 20 years ago. And what was cool was 25 years ago, he had a pretty big heart attack, and I got to spend a lot of time with him. And I got to know him. I got to understand him. And I got to forgive him. My dad was a pretty hardcore alcoholic, and that forgiveness meant that my dad did no wrong. Forgiving people is tough. It's an amazing trait if you're able to pull it off. I highly recommend you learn how to forgive people. Even people that have done you wrong. There's newscaster Sebastian Kuntz in the Bay Area. He basically does news. He's just a bitter, bitter person. He got mad at me one day because on the air, I said people like him shouldn't have iPhones and iPads and iPods. And yet he was the first person to go out and get one. And he's bitter at me. He thinks I made fun of him. He thinks I humiliated him. He thinks I said, you're... Silly, you're stupid because you have an iPad or iPod. The truth is, is he has no 401k. And that's where he's stupid. And he's bitter at me to this day. Because I said his name on air, Sebastian Coots, Sebastian Coots, Sebastian Coots. He takes his career a little bit too seriously. 
for a guy who makes under 100000 I wouldn't exactly put a lot of stock in being on the radio. Like, trust me, there's a lot of people do it. And you will be replaced. Clear Channel will eventually replace you. And then good luck finding a job. Because I'll tell you what, everyone wants this job. So I will talk about a lot of very different things. And one of the things I'll talk about is career. One of the things I'll talk about is, you know, forgiveness. It's incredibly empowering to be able to forgive someone because then you just have nothing but love in your life. I want you to be a good grandparent. Parenting's tough. I probably drove my mother up the wall. I used to play games with her that I'd like turn off whatever she's cooking or I'd move it. I'd turn on a burner that wasn't supposed to be on and I'd move her pot off the one that was on the burner. So I was trying to make my mom think that she's going crazy. Like I was a jerk of a kid. Um, I loved my mom. So I idolized my mom, but being a parent's tough. So that's why I want you to be a great grandparent because a grandparents give parents time off. So that they can go and love and I'm not, I'm not sure what word I could say for having marital relations. So grandparents give parents the ability to go have marital relations. Like they give like, I'm going to take the kids to Disney. And the parents are so exhausted from doing homework. So exhausted from diaper changes. They're like, I'm just going to make love to my partner and like reconnect. Like grandparents are awesome. Grandparents do no wrong. You know, the $5 in each hand, no matter what the kid picks, he's a winner. Like, do you have any bad grandparents? I mean, maybe your grandparent was a jerk. <laughs> of which, there's an awesome video. I forgot about this one. <laughs> it's, a, it's clearly in a trailer. It's Christmas morning, and grandfather comes home Christmas morning at noon. He comes, he comes in the house at noon, and the kids have already opened their presents, and he's like, what? You open the presents without me? I'm like, no kid's going to wait till noon. And the grandfather's pissed off. And he, he makes the mother cry. He makes the grandson, like, basically cry. He makes his own son, like, call him a jerk and tell him to get out. He's clearly drunk or hungover or something like that. So, yes, there is one evil. What? You open the presents without me? I'm leaving. I'm not coming back. I'm, I'm, I can't believe he did that. And he's just upset that he didn't get to watch his grandkids open presents, but he waited till noon to come over on Christmas morning. Okay, so there's one evil grandparent, and you can go Google "grandfather ruins Christmas" or something like that, and you'll 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 find it on YouTube. It's hilarious because clearly it shows you if you're going to be a grandparent, like I want you to be, you should have some money and not be a drunk and living in a trailer. But he ruins Christmas. Because he doesn't get a chance to see his kids open presents, or his grandkids open presents. Of which, I'll admit, you want grandfather to see that stuff. So anyway, um, have red flags in your life. Where are you as far as finances go? Where are you as insurance, taxes, investing? You know, I review my insurance once a year. Not every three months. I'm not Mr. Financial Nerd. I don't have a Ronald Reagan lunchbox. I don't have, you know, conservator financial guy. I'm not I'm not that person. But I look at my policies once a year and I shop my policies to see if I can get a better rate. Because on a lot of levels, insurance is a commodity. As much as the industry will try to tell you, and like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I would never, ever, never, ever, 
ever never use State Farm for anything. I want it. I, oftentimes I'll say I won't wash my car with Coors beer. Like it's it's beneath me, way beneath me. State Farm is way beneath me. For insurance, I use Geico. I use USAA. I probably wouldn't consider any other insurance companies. But I'll shop just to make sure. Why spend my hard-earned money? Let's say I'm a stripper for a living. And I have to go out and I got to dance. I wish we had some strip music or some dance music right now. Because it's dance music, not strip music. So it's, I wish we had some dance music right now so I could give you a good example. There you go. If I got to go out and shake my hiney to this and get you to stuff dollar bills in my thong, I sure as hell ain't going to give it away to insurance agents. So watch what you spend your money on. If you can get two-for-one diapers, get two-for-one diapers. If you want to reverse your diapers, reverse your diapers. Watch what you're spending your money on because I see you as a stripper. I see us all as we work hard for our money. It's humiliating what we do. This is a better strip song. can't believe you play the theme it's the theme from Betty Hill that's what it's forever known as you listen to me Rob Black Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network off last segment saying something along the lines of you work hard for your money so watch where it goes you know someone dropped me an email recently that I, I said he's 40 years old he's got a daughter he's waiting seven years to go to Texas that's where clearly he wants to like die or retire something along those lines let's see if I can't pull up that email okay here it is do 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 He's been a caller on the show, and, you know, he says nice things. He's got 25000 in his 401k. That's not a lot of money. He should have more. Just to give you an idea, that'll become 
50,000. It'll become 100,000 by the time he retires, maybe 125. If he just gets typical market performance. But you can't retire off that. That's a medical emergency. That's not live until the day you die. So he needs to up that aggressively. He goes on to say, you know, hey, I spend $600 to live with a friend. Cable phone, cable bill, cell phone, no data plan, car insurance. 400 bucks. So his total bills look like they're about 1000 a month. 600 rent, 400 others. His gas is reimbursed by his company. No debt. $350 a month child support taken out of my check. That's pretty cheap child support. Like, can you imagine raising a kid for $700 a month? That'd be difficult. Kids eat $700 of food now. Um, because I don't plan on buying a house in the Bay Area. I plan on moving to San Antonio in seven years when my daughter graduates from high school. So after that, I basically don't know what to do. I want to pump up my 401k, but I also want to buy my home with cash. You want to buy your home with cash? Why? One of the miracles of, of living is a mortgage. Someone else gives you a large sum of money so that you could pay yourself rent. Take it. Um, plan on a career that works longer. Plan on working as long as you can. But I love, here's how his email is signed. Sent from my iPod. So one thing he's not telling me is that he's, he's got some electronic gadgets in his life. I like going camping. I know you're saying, you're making that up. I'm not making that up. It's one of my favorite things to do. Now, for me, camping might be a cabin. I don't hunt. I don't fish. My life of fishing, here, here's the whole makeup of it. I was probably 10. Went with my friend uh, Steve, 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 Steve Sotorius. Does everyone know Steve Sotorius? Have him get in touch with me. I can't find him on Facebook. I miss him. Um, in my Facebook pages, I hate Rob Black. I don't have Facebook friends. I just have a Facebook like page. So where do I go with this? Um, okay, so I put a worm on a hook, and that took me a good 10 minutes because I thought I was hurting the worm. Which I do believe if you put a hook through my leg, through my guts, and through my eye, it hurts. Therefore, I assume it hurts the, the worm as well. I throw the worm in the pond. I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait. How are you doing, Steve? Huh? You like girls? I like girls. You ever smoke? And we're like 10 years old, and we're like going through life's questions. Ah, no fish bites. Pull the hook out. That's my whole fishing experience. Didn't catch a fish once. Decided never to do it again. So I don't fly fish, but I like to unpl- I like to camp. I like to unplug. I think I could live in a world without a cell phone. My problem is I get liquored up and I get on the cell phone and I start texting like Russ. Russ, I love you. You're the best producer ever. Of which I said to the last one, of which I said to the one before. I said to the one who died. I had a producer that died the same day Steve Jobs died. His last text to me was, you want me to pull audio on Steve Jobs? 
I don't want that to be my last text. My last text should be something like, and the murderer is, I want to die with a joke. Okay. 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 Um, let's say Chipotle, Mexican girl has a bad quarter. Let's say McDonald's has a bad quarter. Do I think they're going to be in business in 10, 20, 30, 40 years? I think McDonald's will. I'm not sure about Chipotle. So Chipotle to me is more of a a stock that I would rent short term. Whereas McDonald's is more of a stock that I will own long term. So let's say McDonald's and Chipotle have a bad quarter. You know what else is going to have a bad quarter? Buffalo Wild Wings, Panera Bread, Starbucks. You name the restaurant. Now, of those stocks, do I think Buffalo Wild Wings will be in business the day I die? I don't. If you've ever been in a Buffalo Wild Wings, basically it's white trash fried food. And when I say white trash, you know what I'm saying. I'm a bit of a food snob. You know that and I know that. If on the menu they've got cheese sticks, fried cheese, with buffalo wings, with potato skins, it's beneath me. And I said, fried cheese is good. Fried cheese is eaten by people under the age of 25, and that's about it. Because people over 25 know it's going to kill you. We know it's basically a heart attack, deep fried in a heart attack, waiting to happen. So let's see McDonald's and Chipotle have a bad quarter. And that brings on Buffalo Wild Wings, Panera Bread, and Starbucks. I think Starbucks is going to be in business the day I die. Call me crazy, but I think they basically sell a drug that people are addicted to. If I could invest in a crack cocaine franchise, I would. Starbucks is the closest thing that I can invest in. Because I know the junkies are going to come out for the crack cocaine, and I know the junkies are going to come out for Starbucks. Pete's Coffee, same thing. You name the coffee franchise, and I'll probably invest in it. Caribou Coffee, which reminds me of Caribou and Queen by Billy Ocean. Caribou and Queen. You know, I was once on a plane that hit a caribou. That's all I got for you. While landing, we hit a caribou. So, I don't like caribous. I think they should be eradicated. Why won't I won't invest in caribou coffee? I love the concept. But their coffee shops look like ski lodges, which basically means they're expensive to maintain and to build. So, once they have all their lodges built, they're coffee lounges, lodges, whatever you want to call them. That's what I invest. If that makes any sense to you at all, I hope it does. Call the show 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. The jigsaw jazz and the jet fresh float. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans that just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that? Members only, hitting the 
Advertisers move through the room like ambulance drivers. Shine your shoes with your microphone blues. Your suits with your parachute boots. Passing the Gucci from coast to coast. Let the man get Wilson. Madden Kim. It's not the best Madden Kim. They're a little bit old into their album at this point in time. So this is like the fifth or sixth hit. Madden Kim did a spot on not Conan. Who's going to replace Conan? I always forget the Saturday Night Live, Night Live guy. Jimmy Fallon. Google Madden or YouTube Madden Kim Jimmy Fallon. Pretty impressive appearance. First and foremost, it's a two-person group, and they're not brother and sister. I don't think. God, now I'm gonna make myself look. Long story short, daylight block after block, great songs. Camera's pretty good, but block after block on Jimmy Fallon, wonderful performance. She gets on her drums and stands on them. I don't think... Oh, does he get on his keyboards and stand on them? Like, this is how... Isn't that funny how memory works? Like, you don't want me at a criminal jury. Like, I don't remember enough details. I just kind of remember the experience and how it made me feel. 
The duo released their first album, Man and Kim, on October 26, 2006. Mediocre sales, which is how I refer to as gumbo. Mediocre. It's got meat and okra. If I have to explain it to you as a joke, probably not. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll be here all night long. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. So it's Matt Johnson and Kim Shafino. Any chick that plays the drum, I love. I love. Like, I think that's cool. Any dad that, like, says, you don't have to play the cello or the violin, go bang on this. I think his dad that empowers his daughter just to become God herself. Like, there's nothing more empowering than playing drums. So anyway, you're saying that's enough on Matt and Kim. Please tell me about the stock market. Now, I'll say the average student loan debt is $27,000 today. It's too much. Two-thirds of the class of 2011 held student loans upon graduation. They owed $26,600 on average. That's up 5% from 2010. I was in college, and I took a science fiction writing class because I wanted to study Bradbury. I wanted to study Asimov. I wanted to study, you know, the classics. On the first day, the teacher starts talking Star Trek Next Generation. And what we learned was all you had to do was bring up Star Trek, and the teacher didn't quiz you on what you just read. He would talk Star Trek. For 50 minutes, a 50-minute class, he would burn through at least 45 minutes on Star Trek. So around class six, I was going to say episode six, tells you what I think about my college days. I raise my hand and the teacher goes, yes, yes, Robert, do you like being a Borg? He doesn't really say that. He goes, yes. And I go, if you're going to talk Star Trek, can I leave? Because I'm paying something like $600 a unit, whatever. I, I did the math on what college costs were and how much each class came out to because I was that kind of jerk. I said, I'm paying basically $600 per class. And if you're going to talk Star Trek, I'm out of here because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be quizzed on, on being a Borg. Long story short, he's like, you can leave. <laughs> so I left. And then he probably talked great Asimov and great Bradbury and Stranger in a Strange Land and Igrok, which if you understand that reference, Igrok, I'm impressed by you. Um, $27,000 in student debt to, to talk Star Trek? Uh-uh. I think it's important to say, look, college is important. A career is important. I think it's important to talk to your kids in 10th grade. A career is important. And I know you're thinking about girls and I know your pimples are your top concern. And I know you're not listening to me right now. But a career is important. A marketable skill. Youth does not last forever. If you're buying toys on layaway... You probably shouldn't be buying toys. And you're saying that's an odd transition from college costs. But go with me on that one for a second. There's a song, even though I ain't got money. I'm still in love with you, honey. 
that should be your life motto. If you're buying toys on layaway, you did something wrong. Um, a house isn't your best investment you make. A house is you paying rent to yourself, and that works out over time. And it's a great tax deduction. If the government ever does away with the tax deduction on mortgage interest, you're going to see housing collapse a good 10%. It's one of the few reasons to own a house. Otherwise, you should go with the lowest cost of putting a roof over your head. The most convenient to work. Hmm. I think there's good cities to find jobs in and there's bad cities to find jobs in. And know that when I say that, I'm not being flip. California is a lovely state. I live in the state of California. But I can be honest and tell you that there's better states to live in from a work standpoint. I own a business. And it doesn't matter what state I live in when I own that business. I owned that business when I was in the state of New York. I owned that business when I was in the state of Virginia. I owned that business when I was in the state of California. The ideal place to own it is somewhere like Portland or Vancouver. And you're saying Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, Washington. Those are two cities that are really, I hate using this phrase, but close to each other. So you can live in one state and not pay an income tax. And you can you can work in one state and not pay an income tax. You can live in another state and not pay a sales tax. So you can drive to the place you want to buy stuff and you can work in the place like that's pretty cool so right there a hundred thousand dollars is a hundred thousand dollars because if you're not paying income tax you're not paying sales tax in the state of california you've got a 10 percent state tax 10 to 15 there's a federal tax on income state tax on income now you get the federal tax on income in vancouver washington and or portland oregon but you don't get the state income tax and you don't get the sales tax. Some money that you give away is optional. Okay, 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 okay. Now let's say I'm a plumber. Would I rather be a plumber in Stockton where there's a just a ton of plumbers or and no jobs? Or would I rather be a, a plumber in Oklahoma City? I'd rather be a plumber in Oklahoma City. Go to this, go Google lowest unemployment cities in the United States. Consider moving. One thing you don't want to do is change jobs just to change jobs. Always make sure you look at your benefits before you change a job. Is there matching at the same? If you have matching at one company, matching not at another company. Do you have better health care benefits? Because that stuff adds up. That, ain't, that stuff ain't cheap. So just because you get a $5,000 raise for changing jobs doesn't mean you get a $5,000 raise. So there's something called fantasy gifts. It's done by Neiman Marcus. These are crazy things that rich people buy each other. For $150,000, you can buy a Woody Tailgate trailer. Now, what is a Woody Tailgate trailer? Well, it attaches to your truck or your car. And it has casks of wine, casks of bourbon. It's got leather furniture, state-of-the-art sound system, Blu-ray player, flat screen TV. And all I can say about this is, like, if you're buying, first and foremost, if you're buying a BMW, you're crazy. 
But if you're buying a trailer for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you could tra- you could pull booze with you. You're lazy. Just go to the store, dear man at liquor store. I'd like a bottle of booze. Van Clef watches, Van Clef and Arpels watches. They only cost a million dollars each. And typically, it's like a, it's got a like a painting inside the watch of like the Eiffel Tower and the Paris waterway. So it's a little bit of an artwork, but for a million dollars, if it's on your hand, I would cut off your hand. I'm surprised more people, like um, the woman who cuts my hair, she goes, someone stole my iPhone. I'm like, you know that it's the number one thing stolen right now is Apple products in New York City. 40% of all crime is, is theft of Apple products in New York City. Because people are stupid enough to put a $600 computer and watch it and text while they're walking and not look where they're walking. And I'm like, it's so easy for someone to hit you in your face and take them. And she's like, I'm surprised people don't hit me in my face and take my shoes. Like, I see a woman's shoes and I go, those are good shoes. I'm like, hit her in her face and take her shoes. And trust me, she ain't wearing $400 pair of shoes again. Like, once you've had your first iPhone, iPad, iPod stolen, you realize you're stupid for walking around like an idiot, flaunting it. I'm surprised more women don't have their hands cut off for their, their diamond watch, diamond rings. The problem with diamond rings is women want, or no, no, no. Men think that women want something that's totally unique and totally fresh and was only worn by her. Look, if I could use the same six engagement rings six times, I would. Oh, we're not getting married? I'm going to give it the next one. Oh, we're not getting married? I'm going to give it the next one. Oh, we're not getting married? I'm going to give it the next one. If I can cut off a woman's ring and reuse it, I would. But there's this concept in America that that's not good to do. we got to go to the store and buy it together. This is the band Fun, and they've got one or two great hit songs. If I were to see this in concert, this is what I would refer to as the I Gotta Go Pee song. Or I'm Gonna Go Get a Beer song. I love my producer. He's he's pulled some great pulls for me. That is not one of them. The band Fun started in 2007-2008. There was a band called The Format that split. And when they did, they started a new project, some of the players from it. It's a pretty big band, as far as members go. Um, Tonight, 
I think Some Nights. Some Nights is their big song as far as studio albums go. We Are Young. It's one of their big title tracks. You'd definitively call it alternative music. Um, carry on. Okay. That's about all I got for you. Anyway, um, let's go back to money. Let's go back to... If you've got a timeshare, you don't understand money. So try to figure out if you understand money or not. I know you're saying you don't have any content today, do you? You're just making the stuff up as you go along. Pretty much so is the right answer. But the point being is that there's a lot of scams that are targeted at you. Whether you're a teenager, whether you're 30-something, whether you're 60-something. Sadly, the people who are 60-something get scammed a lot because they just want to talk to people. They're so lonely. Their spouses died that they just want to talk to people. One of the scams that are tied towards seniors are annuities. I'm stunned by how many people buy annuities from insurance agents. One of the scams that are targeted at teenagers are inexpensive luxury goods. What's an inexpensive luxury good? It's a luxury good like an iPhone, a gadget, designer clothes, handbags, luxury goods that are made for fractions of what they sell for. And they basically price them as luxuries. I assure you, I'm not speaking for all men when I say this, but I don't know the difference between a Kate Spade bag and a Target bag. I I actually do. Kate Spade bags are lovely purses. And I actually have a really good taste in fashion, not personally, but for other people. So if you ever want to go shopping, I'm a good guy to take because I can tell you it looks good or bad. The downside is, is that when you're 18 to 25, all you want is someone who loves you for who you are. And when you're 18 to 25, you go out and you buy these luxury goods, like a kick in stereo for your car, because you want your guy friends to know that you got a kick in stereo and you want your dates to know that you love this band fun, even though all their music's not good. Where do I go from here? Where do I go from here? You know what I'm going to miss? And kids are going to miss this enormously. I miss the fun little things. I used to make cassette tapes for dates for girlfriends. And then that turned into, I'll burn a CD for you. And now you're just like, you you give them your, your playlist. Boring. Okay, so there's a lot of information farming that goes on out there. And a lot of youth doesn't understand that. A lot of online scams, emails, pop-up windows asking for verification of account information. Who who verifies in any information? Even if it looks like from PayPal? Even if it looks like it's from Visa? No one's going to contact you via email. They're going to call you. Don't even give them your email address. Then you know that they didn't email you. Um, I actually know one person. You know that email that goes around that says... Hey, Robert, it's your friend, Susan. I'm in Europe, and I had my wallet stolen and my passport taken. I need $2,000 immediately to get a flight back home. Please send the money. Please wire it to me. 
I know one person who's actually fallen for that scam. Is that not crazy that I know one person? How many people have fallen for that scam? Um, false investments, money transfers, never, ever, never. And here's my opinion. Okay, Susan, you're stuck in Europe. Tough ass. Tough toenails. You're on your own. Shake your booty, get a flight. I'm not sitting you, I'm not wiring you money. Get on a cell phone and borrow, borrow someone's cell phone and call me if you'd really need the money. There's a lot of scams tied towards scholarships and grants. Online auctions. I pulled a pair of jeans out that I don't recognize from my drawer. And I fit into them. I'm like, sweet. I'm like, I buy all my, I buy diesel jeans. I love diesel jeans. They fit me well. I've got manly hips. And you're saying manly hips. I've got really big legs because I was a soccer player and I, I run a lot. So my thighs and my, my calves are huge. I know you're saying, you're just, you're just trying to like get women to like you with your talk about your like, my, my shoe size is 14. You know what they say about shoe size? Big shoes. Big feet, big shoes, right? 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 Actually, I think I'm just more evolved than most men. So I have to, so I get into deals. So I get all my jeans online. And I'm like, I wonder if I could, I pulled out a pair of jeans that were from Costco. I'm like, this is, I don't buy Costco jeans, but they fit. So I put them on. It took me days to figure out someone had left the jeans at my house with a shirt that I didn't recognize. Where do you go in this story? I could have got scammed on eBay and didn't know it. I could have got scammed buying diesel jeans online and didn't know it. That's what I thought I had done. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. It's Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 